This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I just want to welcome everyone that's tuned into Radio Cape Pulpit. Um, this is Alana Willie for you, and this is my program called Body Matters. Today, I'm very privileged to have a special guest called Candy Martini from Oak Hill Ministries. Um, Candy comes from a Christian counseling background and has been involved in ministry for many, many years. And today, we're going to be discussing the topic of rejection. And I know that this topic. Um, that most of us can relate to it in some or other way that we've experienced this. So, Candy, welcome to the show. Welcome to my program. Thank you, Alana. It's great being here. And, um, yeah, we've walked a long road together, so you know a little bit about my story. So I'm excited that I have the privilege of of sharing my story and who knows, perhaps it touches someone and a life can be changed. And that's exciting. Yes, definitely. And just coming back on us walking a a long, long road together, I just want to take this opportunity just to honor you, Candy. Thank you. Um, I mean, when I was probably about 20 years ago, when I came into the church, um, just newly married, a new Christian, uh, a new suburb, and just started a new church. I mean, you were one of the people that I really connected with. And you, as a mother, just took me under your wing. And um, at that time of my life, I think was such a mess. And I came with so much baggage and so much issues. And you just, you were just there for me. I mean, you just walked the road with me, helped me in my Christian walk. And yeah, you were there for me in my challenging times, in my dark hours, and always a phone call away. So I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. You mean so much to me. And yeah, I just want to say thank you. Thanks, Alana. It's precious. It's no, precious. definitely. And you what, have no, been tears. <laughs> shame. No, this is, this is one way in which I can say thank you. You are an amazing person and just a woman of wisdom. Wisdom, 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 mm. and um, I've learned so much from you over the years. So thank you so much. You're welcome. So Candy, I know you, but the audience out there doesn't know you. And yeah, don't you just want to share a little bit about yourself and yeah, what you've been involved in, you know, in ministry um, over the past years? Okay, well, um, I grew up. Uh, I was born in Eisner, um, and. Uh, moved to to this part of the world when I was in primary school. Um, I'm married. I have been married for 50 years. Sure. Uh, happily married, I might add. I've got an amazing husband. Um, he is just, I think God really broke the mold mm. after he was born. Amazing husband and three great kids and great uh, daughter-in-laws and a son-in-law as well. So I'm very privileged there. Um my children are all married, obviously, and they live nearby. My triangle, as I say, is very small. It's Durbanville, Paul, Franschuk, and back. That's my triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, eldest son, Brent, is a pastor at Paul Family Church. They've, um, they were part of Oak Hill, where I am, um, which was originally called Durbanville Family Church, And that started in our home. I cannot tell you when, but it's a good 
20 years ago, if not more. Um, started in our home in Valgelegen around a swimming pool where um, the pastor of a church in French Hook started a Bible school and, and Brent went there to be trained in, in ministry. He wanted to become a pastor. And um, this person asked us if we would use our house because he felt God was saying he has to relocate mm. to Cape Town, sure. which we then opened the, uh, opened our home for that. And um, with a few people outside on a Saturday mm. late afternoon around the swimming pool, singing praise and worship songs. But what an adventure it's been. Um, and so over the years, it has grown and God has blessed it and mm. to where we are today yes. in um, in Durbanville. But yeah, my, my son is in Paul. He's a pastor. He's got three children, aged 20, 18, and 14. Wow. Um, they're doing amazing work there, and I just love listening to, to him preaching. Uh, sometimes, I must admit, I get a bit upset because I think, how does he, at his age, know so much and is able to explain so much so well, and why don't I know yet? But um, him and his wife, amazing couple. Then my other son, Darren, is um, at Oak Hill as well. He's in full-time ministry there as well. Um, yeah, also has taught me a lot. The fun person in the family, always a joke and a smile. Um, and his two children are 19 and 18. And then my youngest is Tamlin. She lives in Franschhoek. And she's got two children, two daughters, 11 and 8. And... Um, yeah, what can I say? My yes. children are my, my joy and my crown. Oh, I just love, I love yes. family. I love yes. family life. Um, yeah, so and involved in ministry, I, I started um, years ago. I did the Lifeline course. Yeah. And then I felt you come to a stage where you either going to continue with them um, and and follow. They've got their own sets of of rules, and because mm. it's a, a an open, um, what can I call it? Lifelines an yes, open yes. center. That's right. Um, I cannot share the story the of gospel, Jesus. I yes, can't share it, it was with difficult. them because I'm, they're people of all backgrounds yes. that need help, which is wonderful. And I just felt that God was calling me to go into Christian counseling. And um, I went to our pastor at the time and I spoke to him about it. And he just laughed and he said, you know, Candy, about a year ago, God said to me, you need to go into full-time uh, Christian counseling. Sure. And so that was just confirmation mm. for me. God gave me scriptures. And so I, that's how I got into, into counseling um, okay. in the church. Amazing. Oh, thanks, Candy. I know that you've just have an amazing story. You've been involved in so many things besides Christian counseling and such a um, a wonderful um, intercessor also for the church. I know that. Um, tell us a little bit about your story, Candy. You come from a background of rejection, and that is our topic for today's yes. rejection. So. Give us a bit of a yeah um, of where you've come from, what you've experienced in your your childhood. Okay, um, I come from a family I would say of mine, yours, and ours. Um, and in that, I mean, I my mom and dad um, had three children. My brother is four years older than myself. Then we had a he they had a uh, I had a sister, um, but she passed away. 
and then I was the youngest. Um, and at that time, my mom had a breakdown. And I don't know the details because I was only four years old, mm. but we uh, lived in Fishuk, my mom, my brother, and myself in Dido Valley. And my father was wherever he was. I don't know. Um, but she drank a lot, and um, that caused problems. Obviously, I was so small. I remember walking on the platform at the at the railway station and the police took her away and I was lagging behind and crying Um, and then at some stage my brother went to visit my dad in the holidays and and this he only told me about a year ago that he actually was the one that said to my dad we can't leave her there we've got to bring her take her away because it's not good the whole environment is not good um but you know i don't know if your parents ever did this but if you do something wrong at home and your your dad's not there then my mom would say to me wait until your dad get wait until your dad hears about that Mm. so that fear for my father was implanted at a very young age um then of course i went to stay with my dad he was extremely strict And years later, I only realized, you know, he was only a man of about 36 when he had to take care of two children. But my reality wasn't Mm. that. My reality was here's a man who demands perfectionism. Everything had to be perfect. Um, who who, Who expected high marks. Um, you know, children in my day had to be seen and not heard. So it was, it was tough. Mm. Um, my children always laugh when I say, you don't, you don't put your elbows on the table when you eat or, you know, we weren't allowed to talk at table when now, when your children talk at table, it's like a wonderful time of of family getting together anyway. And, and with my dad, um, it was difficult because we moved to Belleville when I was about 11 years old and immediately I had to become the mother of the home where I cooked and cleaned and everything had to be done. Um, but I was always told that I was in the way. He couldn't live his life the way he wanted to live it. He couldn't um, do the things he wanted to do. He couldn't buy what he wanted to do because I, we were there. But he he never confronted my brother. He always confronted me about it why I don't know but it that's the way it was so I had this incredible fear all the time um the house had to be clean when he came home at night Mm. the food had to be cooked if it wasn't what he wanted I remember a day he threw a plate of curry against the wall because that's not what he wanted to eat um and so because of that and because I was told I was in the way because I was told they he actually wanted another son and not a daughter. Um, rejection started growing mm. within me. Not at that stage. I, I knew it. I couldn't mm. name it as rejection. But it's that feeling that only if you've been rejected, you can identify with. Mm. It's not something you can explain to somebody or put else. put into words. Yeah, you can't put it into words. Um, and, and that just grew and grew. And then, of course, because my parents were divorced at that stage, the children were so nasty. You know, mm. if I if if my mom left, then I must have done something extremely bad. Sure. 
And because of that, they wouldn't play with me. So at school, we were ostr- I was ostracized because of that, because I was, I was a bad girl. Yes. Um, so Almost abandoned. Absolutely, absolutely mm. abandoned. Um, so th- that was also difficult. Um, and because of all this, I developed such a low self-image. Mm. I never thought myself worthy of anything. Mm. And I, I used to go into a striving mode and a people-pleasing mode and, mm. and a perfectionistic mode because if I did things perfectly, if I was the best daughter, if I made the nicest food, if I got 90% aggregate, mm. then I would be loved and accepted. But it that never happened yes. because the goalposts always shift. Yes. Um, so that was that was really mm. a tough time and left me with all these hang-ups in life. Mm. In hindsight, I look at my dad and think, you know, he did the best he could. He um, he didn't put us in a home, which he mm. could have done. Um, he was there for us. So in hindsight. I've got a lot to be thankful for, yes. but at the time it was really, really tough just going through this as a girl mm. growing up without a mother. Mm. You know, we, we grow up, we develop, and I was too scared to tell my dad about things because yes. I didn't know, you know, they, they never the had… personal things, The personal things, things, the girl things. They yes. never discussed that with you in my mm. day. So when growing up, when these things happened to me… I thought there was something, again, wrong with me, and it's my mm. fault. Mm. Um, and if I tell him, he's going to get angry, and what do I do? Sure. So th- th- that, was, that wasn't easy. Sure. Kelly, uh, I think that was such a huge responsibility, I think, as a, a young daughter that you had to carry. And I think sometimes when you're so young, you can't come to terms with what's actually happening, all those emotions and yeah. all those feelings. I think a lot of people don't even recognize it as rejection no. until you grow up and the truth sets you free and as God works with one. That's so right. Thank you so much for just sharing on that personal note of your background. And um, I think we're going to take a, a short music break and then we can continue. Great stuff. Thank you. This is Body Matters with Alana Willifree and my guest is Candy Martini. And we're on the topic of the discussion of rejection. So, Candy, will you tell me what is some of the the roots or source of rejection? Okay. um, To to understand that, let's just talk about what rejection is um, and uh, and what I would consider rejection. Perhaps you've got some other things is... Rejection is to be put aside as not accepted or chosen, to refuse or to disown, um, to withdraw love from somebody that is due. And also it can come down from one generation to another. So if you as a mom has been rejected, you can pass that onto Mm. your child um, while you're you're carrying them. Um, And whatever the root of, of your rejection is will determine the fruit in your life because if you're rooted in rejection, um, what will come out of that is um, insecurities and inferiorities, mm. depression, loneliness, perfectionism, being a people pleaser. 
those type of things mm. will come out from that rejection because a tree yeah. is known by its fruit. So it's almost when you, whatever rejection you have, it, it forms a behavioral pattern That's right. in your life. That's and you right. sometimes don't even know that. That the root cause mm. of why you behave in a certain way is actually rejection. Yes. Um, yeah. And what often happens is then you begin to reject yourself because someone else has reject you, rejected, rejected you, you. And that's when that tree begins to bear that fruit mm. and it comes out. Um, for example, if you um, are at, I'm sure this happened to mm. you, you're at school and they are choosing teams and you've got two friends mm. and, and and you wait to be chosen, and you're not. And yes. then, oh, well, they're going to choose me. And yes. you're like the last person standing there. Mm. And you feel terrible. You yeah. know, you just want to cry, and you don't understand why you're crying. But the root cause of that is you feel rejected. rejected. Okay, so that's just a background. So some of the causes are re of rejection, and there are many, but some of them is... In your parent and child relationships, you have an unwanted conception. And there, of course, the mm. mother doesn't want the child. Um, um, what else is there? Before birth, the mother can pass whatever they have down to the child. And then, of course, in adopted children, mm. they, are they feel rejected by their mm. natural mother and that have this, that sense of being unwanted. Yes. And then in divorce. The child um, feels rejected by the parent who has left. Okay. And with my, me, my dad leaving, mm. I felt rejected by him. And then you have parents that can't communicate love. Parents who suffer from rejection themselves yes. can't um, communicate love. Alcoholic parents mm. can't communicate love. Parents who substitute giving things instead of love. And this is producing mm. a generation of people who can't give of themselves. And you find that often mm. today with the busyness of life. That's right. You have parents that just buy stuff. Yes. But there's no, no, um, communication. There's no and communication. And there's no, yeah, just that, that personal touch of how you, how's things going. That's right. And I think a lot of us, just to throw in this, I think a lot of moms today, you know, that has to go and work, or that's so busy, you know, just to find that time to connect is sometimes so hard. And it's not always intentionally, but, no. but the kids sometimes experience that. That's right. That. That's their reality. That's their reality. That's right. Um, then you have um, you have a, a parent that that is preoccupied mm. if they are so busy. So they give giving love means giving time and attention, yes. and they they don't have that to give mm. because of the situation. Um, parents that are critical, requiring perfectionism, yes. and these parents also only give acceptance when the the kids perform, perform. to the the parents' sure. uh, standards. Um, the child will know that in order to earn love, they have to Perform. work and work hard. And then you place a yoke of slavery around mm. them. Um, also for parents that have goals for their children. So the child is, say, a, a C, a normal yes. average child, but the parents mm. expects them to get an A because the parent says, well, what will the people think of me? Yes. It's if my, their own rejection. It's their own rejection. That and they're that they actually absolutely actually what's the word when you put it on your yeah, children? Yeah. Yes, yeah, they place sure. that on the on the children, and then discipline through rejection. Uh, the parent will show disapproval by putting the child mm. down, and this is what a lot of parents yes. 
I find have done, um, they cut them down to worthlessness and they create a negative mm. self-image in the children. Um, and the parents will then project an image onto the child that they are unworthy. That's for between the parent and the child. Then you have the peers, source of rejection from their peers, mm. cruel remarks. Yes. How cruel are children mm. with remarks? You know, if a child is overweight or has physical defects, yes. they tend to exclude the child mm. from their activities or they're not or the they're cool group. kids. Yes, they're that's not right. in the crowd, they're in crowd. Um, they form cliques and exclusions and this produces self-rejection in mm. the child. Um, lack of achievement is also another area mm. where children... Uh, feel rejected. In society, you have racialism, which has caused major rejection. We know that yes. in our country. Poor people. How about poor people? Mm. We grew up extremely poor. You know, you, you've heard it saying you live on the wrong side of the track. <laughs> and and yes. people are rejected because of that. People look at you and you're not dressed. You're not wearing mm. the the famous brand clothing, and so you are not sort of in their class. And they treat you the way they see you. Absolutely, they do. Um, or failure to accept certain social values also brings rejection because mm. you have to be at that standard in mm. people's eyes. And if you're not, mm. you know. Social acceptance. Social acceptance. They, they just, you know, don't you include ask. you. Yeah. Then physical changes to the body. Going through the different stages of growth, people, mm. you know, the insensitive remarks. Mm. Um, I remember when when my children were growing up and they started going through their teenage years with spots, you yes. know. Uh, children were, were cruel mm. and, and that causes a sense of rejection. They don't want to go out because look at the pimple on their That's face. That's very you know? true. And you might think, oh, you know, it's a phase. It's, it's going to pass and everything. Right. But for them, it's the everything. That's right. You the know, way they look and it's where they're at and... Yeah, Especially girls, you know, they have true. one tiny pimple that you can hardly see. That's right. And for them, it's like Mount Kilimanjaro on yes. their face and they don't <laughs> want to go out. Um, so that's also a, a big thing um, in children's lives. Um, yeah, I find that, that, um, that that's quite a big thing. Also, not, not just, not just uh, the the pimples, but, you know, the changes in the body, mm. girls developing and guys making cr cruel remarks yes. about that. You and know, hormonal changes. Hormonal changes. Emotional all, changes, all of that. Yeah, all those things are, are things that, that add to the sources mm. of rejection in in one's life. There are many more, but yes. those are just some of them. No, I think what you've mentioned is so practical and a lot of us can relate to that form of rejection. Now mm. just putting it in perspective. But tell me what is the result or the outcome of rejection? Well, again some of them, not all of them, there's emotional immaturity. Because maturity mm. comes from relationships and if you are denied love and acceptance, you in, in immature and insecure mm. because it's, it's through the relationships that one grows and develops. Um, and emotional, emotional, social and spiritual maturity comes from the father image. Mm. And if the father hasn't um, conveyed and shown that love and acceptance to mm. the child – an unfulfilled need develops That's in their right. life. And this can carry over into the marriage. 
a girl who hasn't received love from the father will seek to get this from her husband. Yes. And that can cause incredible problems mm. in a marriage. And also just from my experience from being in part of inner healing, they always relate um, the way you see your father, you relate to Father God. So That's if you right. thought your father was strict and, you know, never had time for you, then you would think Father God doesn't have time for you either. Yes. And that also creates that orphan spirit. That's right. You know, between you and Father God and the whole thing often is rejection. Yes. You know, if you if you put it in a nutshell, yes. it boils down to rejection. Um, okay, then then you have another result of rejection is loneliness and fear, because we can't communicate or relate well to other mm. people, and you are afraid to let people get close to you because you're afraid of further rejection. So, right. so you put a barrier around you, mm. uh, you build a wall of protection mm. around you. Um, you need the warmth and the love from people, but you put up this crusty sort of exterior and you actually push people away from you. They don't want to mm. come near to you because they just sense that this yeah. is not going to work out for the good. And, and do you think sometimes they put a wall on because they are scared they can put up a front, but when people see the real them, that, that might, they might feel that people won't like them. I mean, I'm just saying that yes. might be another reason why. That's why know. they put that wall up because if they let that wall down, remember this person feels insecure. insecure. So if they let that guard down and the person sees them, they are going to be rejected. rejected. That's right. So they don't want that. So they're afraid to let people get close to them. Um, uh, and inwardly, they will become full of insecurity, mm. loneliness, fears, self-pity, vanity. And outwardly, there are two extremes. You either become withdrawn mm. uh, or um, you become competitive. And if you if you go to the withdrawn side, there's mm. a passivity. They become shy. They live in a dream world, uncompetitive. They build up a totally false concept of who God is. Mm. Um, and on the other side, the results of rejection, you become aggressive, you have a striving mm. spirit, um, a high performer, you need to excel and achieve things yeah, because that could be where you, how you grew up. You know, yeah. if you perform, then, you know, you're going to be loved. Yes. Um, and then you have another result is self-rejection. You become a people pleaser, mm. always um, seeking acceptance and approval. You develop a negative self-image, accepting rejection of others as indicative of your own worth, worthlessness, mm, mm. Um, which is heartbreaking to see. Yes. You accept other people's evaluation of them instead of your own or God's. Mm. You compare yourself to others. Um, you develop a critical spirit of yourself or others. Mm. Then you also have loss of self-identity because rejection destroys a person's self-identity. Um, you seek identity somewhere else. Teenagers will mm. seek it in a peer group, adults in a church or a club or a profession or in their sport. Um, and women uh, try and seek it through their husbands and yeah. often become almost like doormats. Yes. And their husbands can do, you know, and they Whatever. just accept it because mm. of where they are, what they're feeling. 
And then, of course, as you mentioned earlier about your relationship to God, it's unstable. That's because right. an unloved child by the father will have difficulty building a relationship mm. with God as a loving father. Um, they cannot believe that Father God can actually love them because look at you know yes. look at them look at what yes. they look like. how broken I am yes. look how unworthy I am. That's right. Um, a person suffering from rejection relates to God upon a basis of works and works hard, mm. you know, and then you go into that striving and yes. performance thing. Um, and a very interesting thing I read the other day was, you know, if you look at a mirror, and we all look at mirrors yes. in our lives uh, daily, to why do we look in a mirror? Because mm. we need to fix our hair or put on makeup mm. Or the men to shave, or now why do we do that? Because we're going to fix it. Now, yes. as a Christian, our mirror is the Bible. That's right. And if we have to look in the Bible and read the Word and do what it mm. says, we can change that perspective. But the problem is we don't. Mm. Because if we see what God says about us and we start believing it, our lives can change. Mm. Um, I don't think as Christians we need another service preached ever. Because if, okay. we, if we take what we've already heard and we apply it, mm. we could change the world. No, you know, I agree with you. We've heard so you. much and we become fat Christians because we mm. just want, want, want. Mm. And I'm not saying uh, we, it's good to go to church and it's good to meet and have fellowship and all the rest of it. But I think we need to start applying what we know mm. in our daily lives. Mm. Um, as uh, in the case with the um, with looking in the mirror and looking at yes. the Bible and saying, okay, this is what God says about me. And yes. are we going to believe the truth mm. or are we going to believe the lie? Because mm. Satan's very good at the lies. Mm. I mean, rejection is, is one of his master plans. Yeah, one of the biggest tactics he has to destroy Absolutely. us, destroy our identity and who we are in Christ. That's right. And even still the purpose that God has for yeah. our lives. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, okay. Just the final thing yes. is um, a love vacuum also develops in, in, um, in the results of mm -hmm. rejection because when love is not communicated, it creates a vacuum and out mm. of that vacuum. Um, rejection grows. Yes, and I, I do believe that because I think rejections when you got that empty hole and you're doing everything in your per, in in your will to kind of fill that hole, but that hole just never gets That's full right. until you get Jesus Christ and only he's the only one that can fill it and can tell you the truth. And once I believe, this is just mine because my next question is going to be now, how do we overcome um, rejection? But um, I do believe when we know what our purpose is, I think that uh, the identity and the rejection can be restored. But tell us, how can we overcome? To rejection? come out of rejection. Yes. And I know it probably isn't very easy, but yeah, how can we do that? Well, the first thing one has to do to come out of rejection is you need to um, acknowledge mm. You see, you, you can't change what you don't acknowledge. Yes, or and don't so, know. Because you don't know. So you need to get into the Word, mm. find out what God says about you, and you need to, first of all, forgive others. Mm. You need to forgive those who you feel have rejected you. Um, release those who have rejected you, and then God can release mm. you. 
um, you know, if you hold on to something, if you just think of of that story of the monkeys that that get caught in a cage, they build a little box and they put a stick and they put food under the stick and the monkeys go in and they grab the food. Um, and they became so clever that they could take the food and run. And then they thought, no, what they're going to do, they're going to build these boxes with slits in so the monkey can put, the f- can put his hand through and grab the food. And what happened is they did that, but because they wouldn't let go of the food, Mm. although they were free, they were still trapped because they wouldn't let go of the food, so their little fists couldn't come out of the boxes. And that's what happened to us. If we don't Mm. let go Mm. and give give over to God that rejection and and the the forgiveness towards Mm. others, then we can't take and receive what God has got for us. Um, That is very powerful. Yeah, and remember forgiveness is a choice. That's right. It's it's a choice. And if you find that you can't forgive, mm. you really can't, ask God to make you willing to be willing to forgive. Yes. If you just start there, mm. it's a good place to start. Mm. Um, and remember also that people hurt out of ignorance sometimes and not intentionally. You mm. know, they say things or do things and they are. They perhaps don't know yes. the effect it'll have on you because they don't know your story. And I also think a lot of parents also, you know, like you said, your dad did the best he could yes. do. But in that process, even as parents, we sometimes hurt our kids. We don't always realize right. that we do it. So what they perceive and what we perceive you know, we might not make a big deal about it, but but I believe a lot of the rejection rejection does come from childhood. Yes, and you know, maybe as you said, not intentionally. Yeah. Okay, then then we need to remember that Jesus bore our rejections, and this is mm. where it's so important to get into the Word. Um, I'm not going to read the scriptures, but if you look in Isaiah uh, 52, 53, 54, um, as Jesus being our high priest, he can identify Mm. with our rejections because he was rejected by those that were closest to him um, as well as by the world. Um, So we need to know that because he became man and could identify with everything that we go through, Um, we need to give that to him and let him handle it Mm. because he can carry and he can work where we can't. He can, as you prayed earlier, that, you know, that the the sword of the spirit cuts right through and and Jesus can work in those Mm. inner parts that we can't reach. And he also says, just to add the scripture, I don't know where it stands, but he who began a good work in us will bring it to completion, you know. God is the one that works in us. If we allow him to, he will heal us and restore us in those areas that we need healing. That's correct. And then the the final thing, or not final thing, but the other thing is to find your identity in Christ. Mm. Um, And that is easy to say. I find that as Christians, we often have these Christianese sayings, you know, find your identity in Christ. Mm. Well, how do you do that? Yes. You know, it's easy to say it, and mm. and I think we that have walked a road with, with Jesus, we understand it. But for a new person, they don't know. You know, mm. we say things like open up your heart and or open yourself up to, to the working of the Holy Spirit. Well, how do I do that, yes. you know? Um, but 
as I said, go back to the word because mm. the word is the thing that's going to change us. That's right. We can't do it ourselves. Um, accept the fact that you are accepted in the beloved. In Ephesians 1 verse 6, it talks about that we are accepted mm. in him. Um, we need to know that we are made in his image. Um, Psalm 139 speaks about we are fearfully and wonderfully made. made. We mm. were not hidden from him when we were made in the secret place. Mm. You know, he saw our unformed body. Mm. And when I always say to people that, I, that I'm dealing with, I said, remember when God created you, he decided that you should have this nose. And I can just picture him there with all these noses to choose from. And he says, no, 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 that one must have that nose and those eyes and that Mm. hair and that complexion. Mm. I just picture God because he's so intimately involved with us and loves us so much Mm. that he takes that personal interest in forming everything. And I think he must look back and say, wow, I've done a great job here, you know. Um, And I just want to add to that quickly because I always believe that, you know, God had – a plan for our lives before we were born. No, no, yes. no one was a mistake. God no. doesn't make mistakes. Absolutely. You know, God gives life. He takes life. So the fact that we are born, that we year, God has a purpose. Yes. And even the way we physically look, I believe God has knitted us together in a special way. And he's given us each gifts. And I believe that each one of us has got strengths and talents that no one else has. That's right. He placed us in families and in circumstances. And sometimes maybe it doesn't seem like, like you know, why God did I, was I placed in this family. But everything God has a plan with, you know, and whether that's to shape your character, whether your, um, you know, whatever you've been through in your life, you know, when you uh, give it to God, God uses it for for his purpose, right. you know. Because um, all things work together for good. For his good, yeah. All things, you know. And, and I believe that. And even as just to add to the rejection, I think even if you've been rejection and you know that experience and God gets you through that, mm. you know, you've got um, empathy and sympathy with other people and you can you can only help someone with what you've been That's through. Right. You know, if you've have walked that road, you can take someone else's hand and say, you know, I know how you feel. I've been there and, yes. and you know, I can bring you further. Yes. Yeah. And so nothing is a coincidence. That's true. I was saying to my granddaughter the other day, she's eight years old, and I said to her, you know, when God created you, he knew that there was no one on the face of this earth mm. that could do the job that he has for yes. you to do. That's right. It's unique to you. Mm. And so the world needs you. That's right. You know, and, and that's the same with each one of us. God God placed us here mm. because, as you said, we he has a plan and yes. we can reach out and take someone's hand and, and walk with them. Mm. Um, and, and they can identify with us. Mm. And it makes you, coming out of that background, it gives you a heart for people that are hurting. That's right. That's you right. You know, and you can, you can see, you know, I've sat in church already and I can see people that are just hurting. Mm. Um because of something that was said. And it's yes. it's great to be able to go to them and say, you know what, I don't know what you're going through, mm. but I understand a tiny portion of it yes. because because I've been there. Because yes. we never know what others go through because we all feel things differently. That's true. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, but God God will use even our worst circumstances, our hurts, our pains for his honor. That's right. Um. Okay, and then the, finally, the allow God to fill that love vacuum. And, you know, we can only 
allow God to fill it when we spend time with him. That's right. Um, I think we live in such a, a fast world and there's no mm. time for anything. And fortunately, we're at a stage, my husband and I, because he's 72, I'm 70. And although I don't feel it, I must say, but we've got the time just mm. to spend. But the young people don't. Mm. You know, you've got to you've got to intentionally make time. That's right. That's right. And that's difficult to do with so many moms working with children, with all the pools the world has. Yeah, and expectations absolutely. to perform here and there and to yes, definitely. Yes. So, difficult. Um you know, but then again, how desperate are you for mm. healing? How desperate do you want to get out of this this place that you're That's in, right. this place that hurts so much? And if you're desperate enough, you will make time mm. to go and sit with God. And, and you know, he's, he's a generous father. Um, I always compare my relationship to God with that of my children, although it's so much more. But, you know, I want good things for my kids. That's I want right. them to come and sit with me and, and talk to me and tell me what they're feeling mm. and their hurts and their sadness and their joys. Mm. I want to go through it with them. And how much more yeah. uh, does God want that from us? That's true. Just to, 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 just to be with us. Yes. He just wants us to, to cuddle him, yes. you know. Just as we want to cuddle our kids mm -hmm. and hold them, that's what he wants to do that's with us. True. So if we are desperate enough, go to him, allow him to fill that that vacuum, that mm. hole that's there, because only he can fill it, that's nothing right. else can. The other things that we look for, if we look to um, other people or other things, they're going to let us down. That's true. And the things that are good today are not good tomorrow. So... Mm. That's going to then change. Oh, people you know? will always disappoint us, always. but God will never disappoint never. us. Never. And I think there was also just something that came to mind when you say that, you know, when people judge you, you know, or, or say things about you, they're just judging you out of their own brokenness. That's right. So the perspective, what other people have of you is not the perspective that God has. No. You know, God sees the potential and he sees the the best of you, yes. you know. So sometimes we get so caught up and hurt what other other people say, but they only say it out of their own hurt and their warped perspective out of their own brokenness. Yes. And um, and often it's not intentional to say it because, right. you know, they don't willingly want to hurt you. Mm. But because, as you say, they don't know us, they don't know what we've been yes. through. Um, it causes such deep, deep pain, That's true. you know. That is very true. But Candy, thank you for sharing a little bit of wisdom on that. I think it's given us such a lot of insight on, you know, what, as I said, it's so practical what you're sharing that we can relate to that. Is there anything else that you would like to, to say before we take a break? Um, I'd, I just want to say that if there are people out there that are are feeling or something has, has witnessed to them or they found, yes, I can relate to that, um, I just want to encourage you not to not to wait. Don't wait till tomorrow or the next day or next week. Do something about yes. it. Now, God is there. there. There are people all around mm. um, in not only in churches, friends, you know, that can that yes. can help you. Um, but but I'd encourage you to go to the word because that book is God's love story to us. So go to the word and 
and see what God says about you. You know that you are special and priceless and and you are the head and not the tail. All those wonderful scriptures mm. that, that um, will just build you up. Yes. Um, so I encourage yes. you to to not allow Satan to um, come in and and rob you, rob uh, and us. rob us. Yeah, yeah, he just robs. Yeah, the That's enemy right. comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Absolutely, and, and all those wrong beliefs uh, that we have, those patterns of thinking that mm. that we change those. You know, yeah. um, you know. I feel worthwhile when no, I feel I am worthwhile because of Jesus, because He died for me. That makes yes. me worthwhile as a person. Nothing else, nothing yes. else matters. You know, it's all about Him. We are only where we are today because of Him. We only have what we have today because of Him. And we only have breath because of Him. We're still alive because God's still got a plan. That's right. That's right. And on that note, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back after this break where I'm going to give Candy's um, email address, details to you if anyone would like to contact her. We'll Great. be back shortly. Hi, this is Alana Willifee with Body Matters and I've just been chatting to Candy Martini and we've been chatting about rejection, the root of rejection, the outcome of rejection and, and how we can overcome reject, rejection. And um, Candy, don't you just want to share your details with us? If anyone would just like to chat to you or ask you a question, sure. um, where can they contact you? Okay, the, the best I think will be to email me and my email address is Bernard, um, spelt B-E-R-N-A-R-D, my husband's name, Bernard, with a numeral one, at discoverymail.co.za. Thank you so much. And yeah, we're at the end of the program. So Candy, is there any last words or anything that you feel on your heart you want to say before you pray for us? Um. Yes, you know what? If you were the only person on the face of this earth, Jesus would have walked that road to the cross and he would have hung there just for you. So don't let the enemy come in and say that you're not worth it because Jesus thought that you were. That's why he did what he did. And because of him, we have access to the Father. Um, so I hope this encourages you to... To go to him who mm. is the source of all things. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Candy, would you like to pray for the audience sure. out there? Whatever God lays on your heart. Yeah, sure. Okay. Thank okay. you. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity of just coming and telling people how good you are. Thank you that there is nothing that you cannot do. That it's only you that can work and draw us and, and mold us and heal us and deliver us. We thank you that we can come to you in the name that is above every other name, Amen. that there is no higher name than the name of Jesus Christ. And thank you that today we come to you, Father, and I pray for every person out there who is feeling rejected, who is feeling worthless, who is feeling that it's just too much, that the burden is too heavy. And I ask, Father, that you will come in your own unique way mm. and you will supernaturally reveal yourself to them, that you will send people across their path, Father, that will speak life into them, yes. that will speak hope into mm. them, that will speak your word into their heart, Father, and that uh, because of that, Father, lives will be changed. 
I pray a supernatural outpouring upon your people, Father. In these times that we live in where things get tough, thank you, Father, that you are tougher than that. That nothing, God, is too difficult for you to do. Um, That you can do things, Father, that are far more or far higher than we could ask or imagine. And we bless you for that. Thank you that we can trust you, Father, when we Mm. come to you and ask you to to work and to heal and to Mm. restore, that you longing and willing and more than able to do it. So we thank you for that. Thank you that we can come boldly to your throne of grace today and ask you to touch people's lives. And we thank, thank you for you. what you will do. We call forth healing and restoration mm. in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Candy, for sharing this word with us today and for just sharing all the knowledge. And I know you've got so much experience in this um on this topic and through all your counseling that you've done and I think a lot of people could relate to what you were saying and I really just pray God's blessings over your life thank you and of your family and yeah thank you so much for what you've meant in my life and what you still do and I've just privileged to have known you and still know you and will still know you Absolutely. and um, yeah so thank you so much for the time for yeah. coming in today and yeah to everybody out there unfortunately this is the end of my program and i just want to thank you for joining me today on body matters and we'll meet again next saturday same time same frequency with great conversation with me alana willifier have a blessed week bye thank you this insert was brought to you by radio k pulpit 7 to 9 a.m Please visit kpulpit.co.za.